0: Before starting the Sicha, we'll just have a look first and discuss the first pasuk in Parsha's Dvorim And some of the things that Rashi says about it. So we'll be able to understand more what the Rebbe is referring to in the Sicha. The pasuk starts off in the beginning of the Parsha. Eila, Dvorim, these are the words that Moshe spoke to all of the Yidden. Be'evra, Yardin, across the Yardin. Midbor in the desert. Barav, in the plains. Opposite Suf between Paron and Toifel and Lovon and Chatseirois and Dizov. Now these sound like names, but Rashi explains that what's going on in this passage is that Moshe Rabbeinu is rebuking the Yidden, but out of respect and to show them honor, he's only hinting to certain things that they have done wrong, and he's hinting them with these words. And Rashi goes on to explain how Bamidbor is referring to the time the Yidden got Hashem angry in the Midbar, Barava is referring to the time that the Yidin had sinned with the Baal Pa'ir. Moil Suf is referring to the time the Yidin had rebelled at the Yamsuf, when they complained over there. Rashi then goes on and says that regarding the words Teufel and Lovon, we don't find at all there should be a name of, of a place called Teufel and Lovon. Rather, it's a hint to. The complaints the Eden had for the month that they were getting. Poron, Rashi explains, is referring to the sin that happened as a result of the Miraglim. Chatzerois, Rashi explains, is referring to the mach- machloikas of Kairach. And finally, Dizav, he's rebuking them for the egel that happened as a result of having plenty of gold. Now the Rebbe starts the sicha. In the beginning of this week's parashah, on the possek, Eilad Varimashar Dibur that these are the words that Moshe said, etc., the Dizov. Rashi explains the Dizov, He's rebuking them for the Egel, the calf that they made because of all of the gold that they had. And Rashi brings a pasuk that says, The Kesef Herbasi, that I have given the Yidin, so much silver and so much gold. And what do they do? They use it to make an Avoidazora. Now although Rashi told us already in the beginning of his explanation for this posseg that all of this is rebuke and that the posseg is mentioning all different places in which the Yidden angered Hashem, nevertheless, by these words, Vidizov, Rashi repeats that Hoichichon, that he's rebuking them for the calf. Why does he have to repeat that he's rebuking them? We know already he's rebuking them. So the Rebbe says it seems to be that the reason for this is because the Rashi said that Moshe Rabbeinu is mentioning places where they did certain Averis. But Dizov is clearly not the name of a place that is similar to the other things mentioned in the Pesach. According to Rashi, this isn't a name of a place. If so, Rashi told us that Moshe Rabbeinu mentioned places where they sinned. But the words Dizov is not a name of a place. So we don't know yet that this too is part of the rebuke. And this is why Rashi has to say that for, on the words d that he's rebuking them for the fact that they made the calf as a result of having plenty of gold. So in the other places, Rashi did not have to repeat again that he's rebuking them because Rashi gave us the general introduction that the names of the places are hinting to, ver- to various different types of rebuke. And this is what Rashi is emphasizing and Rashi is telling us that Dizov is not the name of a place and he's just hinting the rebuke and the name of the place. Rather, these words itself, Dizov is the rebuke, meaning to say he's rebuking them for the egel that they have done because of Dizov, because of having lots of gold. This is similar to to what Rashi has said on the words Ubein Teufel V'lovan. Rashi clearly says over there that Teufel and Lavon are not names of places. Rather, there too Rashi says again, he's rebuking them for the words that they had attached to the Mon, that they had slandered the Mon with, saying that it is white, they complained against the Mon and so on. So just like over there, since it's not the name of a place, Rashi repeats and explains that Moshe Rabbeinu is rebuking them with these words itself. So too, with the Dizov, Rashi is clearly accepting that it's not a name of a place, rather these are the words of the rebuke itself. What is forcing Rashi to say that Dizov is not the name of a place? Well, simply because we don't find in the Possek anywhere else, anywhere that should be called with the name Dizov. And this is similar, as I said before, in regards to Teufel and Lavon, Rashi says we looked all over Tanakh and we don't find a place that should be called Teufel and Lavon. Rather, these are direct words that are rebuking the Yidden in regards to the Mon. However, the question is, why can't we actually say that Dizav is the name of a place and it is so-called the place where they worship the calf? It is so-called because of the ego that they made as a result of having lots of gold. We definitely find plenty of places in Torah that places are called based on the things that took place in that particular location. Now, even though it's true that we don't find the name Dizov anywhere else, well, there's plenty of places in Torah that are only mentioned once, so why can't Rashi accept and say, that Dizov, similar to most other words in this passage, is referring to the place where they served the egel, and it is called Dizov because of the fact that they have lots of gold. Now the Rebbe says, although by Teufel and Lovon Rashi clearly said that it's not a name of a place, so why would Dizov be different? So the Rebbe says, Because in that case, in regards to the mon that Rashi is saying that they complained about the mon, they've said that they slandered the mon, and they said that it's white, there we can understand that the place wouldn't be called Teufel and Lovan just because of this um, slander that the Yidden spoke against the mon. Why? Because in the name, when we call a, ne- a place by a name, it needs to be recognizable in the name what exactly took place. The activity that took place, or the object with which we did that particular act, or at least what was the reason and the cause for the particular act. But in the case of Teufel and Lovon, where the Yidden are complaining about the Mun, and the Mun happened to be white, the fact that the Mun is white is only a complete side issue regarding the Mun. It has nothing to do with their complaint. It's simply a hint to the fact what we're referring to. They complained about the man that happened to be lovon, that it was white. But in the, actual, in the actual word teufel, which means attaching words or slandering, or, or, and without the word v'lovon, if not for the word v'lovon, we wouldn't even know that we're speaking about any specific Aveda, because basically all the Avedas of the Yuden in the Midbar were a similar sort of complaining about something or other. So the word teufel wouldn't hint to us at all which place we're talking about. So in the case of Teufel and Lovon, we can understand that those words in no way would describe to us what had happened in that place. And that's why it wouldn't make sense to say that the place is called because of, Teufel, of the month. It would be called Teufel and Lovon. And that's why Rashi accepts right away and says that it's definitely not the name of a place. However, in the words Dizov, which clearly is the reason for the Avera, as we said, because they had lots of gold, that's why they did the Avera. Seemingly, it would make sense to say that this too is the name of a place. It's called Dizov because of all of the plenty of gold that they had there, and this caused them to do the Avera. So why shouldn't this be counted as one of the places in the Pesach? So that's question number one. Again, in summary, the question is why can't we say that Dizov is the name of a place? Another question that Rebbe has is this very point that the Yidin had lots of gold and this brought them to make the eagle. Rashi said this already in Parsha Siso. the Possek, when Moshe Abeinu goes to Hashem, asking Hashem's forgiveness for the Yidin, and Moshe Abeinu says, they had made for themselves, Eli Kazov, gods out of gold. Rashi explains, on these words, Eli Keizov, why should Abenu is saying to Hashem, You, Hashem, caused all of this by giving them all the gold and everything that they wanted. What should they do that they shouldn't sin? In other words, you're giving them everything, you're spoiling them with all these goods. So what's, what's going what's gonna to make that they shouldn't sin? Now, if Rashi needs to bring a proof for this idea that it's because of all the gold and silver that the Yidden had, that's what brought the Aveiro, as he does in our Pasek, he brings the Posik, which was mentioned before, that the uh, Kesev, basilo, and Vizov, I gave them so much silver and gold and they use it for Aveiro. Why didn't Rashi bring this pasuk back in Parshish Kisisa where this idea is mentioned for the first time? In order to explain all of this, the Rebbe says the following. The reason why Rashi in Parshas Kisisa, when Moshe Rabbeinu is asking forgiveness for the eagle, brings up this idea that you Hashem gave them all the gold. What causes Rashi to say this is the following. Because seemingly, Moshe Rabbeinu's introduction to asking Hashem's forgiveness seems to be very, very strange. Moshe Rabbeinu starts off by saying, this nation sinned, a very big sin. They made Elohim, they made gods out of gold. Is this then a reason for the request that's coming right afterwards? The Ato and now, please forgive them. Seemingly, this is a contradiction to the request for forgiveness. You're saying how big their sin is, and then saying, so therefore, now please forgive them. Therefore, Rashi says that what Moshe Rabbeinu was actually saying in his words was actually giving a reason and explaining a way to minimize the Avera. In other words, even though, yes, it's impossible on the one hand to decrease from the severity of the Avera itself, yes, it's true they send a very big Avera, but he is trying to minimize the connection of the hidden by saying the cause of, in other words, Somehow there is something that happened over here that does minimize to a certain extent what brought the Yidden to do this Avera. And that's why Rashi says, you Hashem caused it by giving them all the gold. In other words, this is part of Moshe's Limutzchus, finding some benefit on the Yidden that they're not as guilty in the Avera because you Hashem gave them all that gold. If that's the case, we can understand that there's a fundamental difference in between the idea of the abundance of gold that's being discussed in Parsha's Kisisa and that which is being discussed in our Parsha. In Parsha's Kisisa, as just mentioned, why Yisher is trying to say it as a limutzchus for the Yidden. He's trying to defend the Yidden. He's trying to minimize the cause for the Avera. Whereas in our Parsha, Moshe Rabbeinu is speaking to the Yidin. He's trying to rebuke the Yidin. So here, clearly, he's trying to emphasize how serious the aveda was, how great the Aveira was. If this is the case, we can now understand the Pasik that Rashi brings, the for Beisiluem, that Hashem is saying, I gave them so much silver and gold. And what do they do with it? They make it for an Avoy Dezorah. That posseg is coming to emphasize how great and strong the Aveira is. Look at everything I'm giving to them. Hashem gives them so much good and they're doing Averas with it. They're, they're making an Zara with it. This emphasizes the Aveira even bigger. So clearly in Parshas Kisisa, where Moshe Rabbeinu was trying to minimize the Aveira of the Yidden, Rashi didn't bring that Pasuk over here. Whereas in our Pasuk, when Moshe Rabbeinu is trying to rebuke the Yidden, Rashi brings this as a support for the rebuke. Says the Rebbe, now that we understand. Now we could understand why the words Dizahav cannot be translated as a name of a place. Because what would have we said before? We said before that maybe we could call the name of the place dissolve based on the ego that they made because of all of the gold that they had. In other words, because of the reason that caused the Avera to happen. But what did we just explain before? We just explained whether the emphasis in our Parsha that the tremendous amount of gold they had is trying to emphasize the severity of the Avera or based on what's in Parsha's Kisisa that is trying to minimize the idea of the Avera. But in both cases, the fact that there was plenty of gold is just a side detail about how the Avera came about or the cause that which brought to the Avera but it's not the reason for the Avera. It's not the main thing of the Avera. The Pasuk itself says what was the main thing of the Avera was when Yidden saw that Moshe was delaying in coming. That's what caused them to want to make an eagle. Now yes, it's true. They ended up making it with the gold. They had plenty of gold and all of that. But it's not what emphasizes the Avera itself. That's not what the Avera was about. Therefore, the Rebbe says, it doesn't make sense to say that the place should be called Based on a certain detail which either increases the severity of the Aveda or decreases the severity of the Aveda rather than calling it something that's related to the Aveda itself or at least the main cause and the thing with which the Aveda is doing etc. Because I said before, dissolve is only a side point. Rebbe asks, however, it's still not completely understood the Loshaner expression of Rashi, because based on this, what Rashi should have written was that Moshe Rabbeinu rebuked them for the Ego that they made, Be-Royv or be with the gold that they had, or with the plenty of gold that they had, which would make it clearly sound like that it's all of this m- m- uh, gold that they had. This is what they made the eagle out of. Why does Rashi use the expression bishvil, because of the gold, which does make it sound like he is sort of giving a reason, a cause. It's as if he's saying, oh, it's because they had all this gold. That's why they did the Aveda He should have just said, based on what we said before, that the idea was Rashi is trying to say that they just did the Aveda with all the gold. Why does it sound like an Arash, our Rashi Rashi is still somehow trying to emphasize that it was because of the goal that they did the Avera. Especially as I said before, in our Parsha, he's trying to increase and speak about the harshness of the Avera. He's trying to rebuke the Yiddin. Again, back in Parsha's Kisi, so we understood that Moesha Ra, Rabbeinu was trying to minimize about the Avera. So we understand why we're emphasizing that it was because of the plenty of gold that they had. But if in our Parsha, the whole point that Moshe Rabbeinu is saying seemingly. He's just making mention of the Ego. And he's rebuking them in a way of hinting it just with the words these of that they happen to have lots of gold. Why does Rashi say it's bishvil because of all the gold? It sounds again like he's trying to minimize the Aveira in some way. So the Rebbe says the explanation is, at least based on the Remez and the Yeinushal Torah, the is the inner understanding of Rashi, is... As mentioned earlier, Rashi gave an introduction to all of these explanations and said that Moshe Rabbeinu is mentioning the Aveirois only in a way of a hint because of the honor of Bnei Yisroel. Says the Rebbe, that what Rashi means is that as a result of the honor of the Yidden, Moshe Rabbeinu is first of all hiding the Aveirois themselves, not mentioning them clearly, even though yes, he wants to rebuke them, but not only that. Even when he mentions the Aveirois, Moshe Rabbeinu is somehow hinting to, within his words, also trying to find some sort of Limutzchus, some sort of benefit of the doubt, and trying to defend the Yidden, even within these Aveirois, again, out of respect and honor for the Yidden. Even though, yes, it's true on the one hand, he's mainly trying to rebuke them, and trying to say how severe it was, and yet out of honor of the Yidden, he's still trying to find some sort of Limutzchus defending the Yidden. And this is why Rashi says Bishvil Rai Vazov. Rashi is trying to say that yes, it came, it was the eagle was done with all the gold. That's a simple meaning, but he's also hinting to the idea that it became because they had so much gold, hinting to this same Lumutzchus again, saying to Hashem, You caused it by giving them so much gold. What else should they do? How should they not sin? says the Rebbe, since in, this, in these words, V'dizov, we see this idea that Moshe Rabbeinu is trying to be so careful with the honor of the Yidden, within the rebuke itself, the Rebbe says, so too, we're going to have to say in regards to all the other rebuke that's mentioned in the posok. So what the Rebbe is going to do now is look at all the other words in the posok, in the rebuke that Moshe Rabbeinu is giving them, and yet show how in each and every one of them there is some limutzchus, Moysha Rabbein is defending the Yidn. So the Rebbe starts off by saying it's going to be hinted either on what the Passock says directly or the way Rashi explains it. So, Bamidbar, the first thing it says is Bamidbar. what does Rashi say? Because of them angering Hashem in the midbar as they complained, and they said, if we would have only died in the midbar, etc. Now, seemingly, why is the word midbar used over here? Midbar is just the general place of all the places that they were in. Why isn't the specific place where they made Hashem angry with this particular complaint mentioned? That was particularly in a place called Midbar Sin, between Elim and Sinai. As the Pasek itself says, why does it just say generally by Midbar? Ah, based on what we said, we understand. Moesha Rabbein is trying to defend the Yidden. There's a remes, there's a hint to limud Mutzchus of why they're saying if we would have only died. Since they are in the midbar, this great and fearful and awesome midbar, frightening midbar, filled with snakes and scorpions and a place of thirst, no water. And even earlier, before our pasha, we learned already that a midbar is a place of snakes and scorpions and so on. It's understood that this is a place, a very, very challenging place. And therefore, we can't blame the Yidin so much for complaining and saying if they only would have died. The Pasa goes on and says, Arava in the plains. Rashi says, What is Arava? This is the Avera that they did at Baal Pa'Oir in a place called Shittim within Arvo Ismoyev. So Arova is referring to Arvo Ismoyev. But the question is, Arvo Ismoyev is quite a large place. All the way from a place called Besa Yeshimois till Avel HaShittim. So why doesn't the Pasek use the specific place where they did the Avera, which is Bashittim? Why does it say Ba'arova? So the Rebbe says, here again, there is a hint for the Limutschus on the yidin. When it says Bo-Arova, with the comets, the basis of uh, with the comets, it's similar to when we have a He in the beginning of a word as a prefix to a word, which means in the famous place, the famous Arova. As Rashi explains, to referring to Arvois Moyov. What's the idea of Moyov? We know in regards to the name of Moyov, Rashi had already explained to us. Rashi said regarding Amon and Moyov. This is going back to the story of Lloyd's daughters. When they sinned with their father and they had the children, one was Moyev, one was Amuin. And Rashi says that the one that was not modest, she publicized that her child came from her father. Moyev means from her father. That was the older one. But the younger one, she called him in a more modest name or in a a way that's not uh, indicating what the Avera was. And that was the name of Amuin. And Rashi says that they actually got rewarded in the times of Moshe, that, that but regarding Ammon, it says don't start up with them at all. Don't oppress them at all and so on. Whereas regarding Moyov, it only says don't fight them. However, to cause them anguish and pain, he did allow. Now the question is why? What's the fault of all these descendants so many years later because of what their great-great-grandmother did? Doesn't Rashi tell us on the Pasuk Lusoynoi that Hashem punishes his enemies? After saying, salbonim, that the Amish to remember the Avera of parents for the children, but that's only Lusoynoi, only if the children are also acting in a similar way to their ancestors, to their parents, they're also enemies, then Hashem punishes the children as well. So why would it Bnei Mo'yev, the children of Mojev, be a, why would it be, be allowed to cause them anguish and pain just because of their mother not being in a modest way? That tells us that it must be that also in the times of Moshe, this is exactly the way the people of Moyev acted in a way that was opposite to Tzniyis completely. And that's exactly what Moshe Rabbeinu is hinting with in the words Ba'arovah, which refers to Arv Yismoyev. He's giving a limudzchus. He's Finding a defense again about the Aveira that happened over there, the Aveira of balpoir, which all started with the Aveira of Znus of immorality with the daughters of Moyov. Basically, what he's saying is since they are in such a place of Arvis Moyov, a place of complete immor- immorality, a place that's completely immodest, therefore we can understand that there was this tremendous Nisoyan in that place, and this is why the Yidden cannot be blamed to the same degree. Then the Paso goes on and says, Moil Suf, ap- opposite Suf, opposite the Yamsuf. Rashi explains this is when they rebelled at the Yamsuf, when they came to the Yamsuf, and they start saying, Wasn't there enough graves in Mitzrayim? So too, when they travel away from the Yam, again it says, they rebelled at the Yamsuf. Here again the Rebbe says we have the Limutzchus when they come to the edge of the sea. There was no possibility by nature to be saved. On one side you have the Egyptians, on the other side you have the Yam. So too, when they travel away from the sea, they're completely involved and busy with the spoils of the sea. This is something that Hashem himself wanted, that they should be involved in it. So again, this is the same point. But Moshe Rabbeinu is saying, you, Hashem, caused all of this to happen. And we can understand why the Yidin would be so involved in all of those spoils, because you're the one that got them into it, and this is why they so much wanted it. So again, in both aspects of the Yamsa, both before entering and when leaving, there's a Limutschus on the Yidin. The pastor goes further and says, Ben Paron, what happened there? Rashi explained, this happened, Ayideh HaMiraglim, through the Miraglim. Here the Rebbe says, why does it say Ayideh HaMiraglim? Why doesn't it just say, Bechet the sin of the meraglim, etc. The Rebbe explains, Rashi is trying to show us that the Averuk came Al Yidei through the meraglim, meaning it wasn't the Yidin's fault. It was all the Miraglim's fault. They convinced the B'nai Yisrael, but if not, the Yidin would have never sinned in this way. Then the Apostle says, They complained about the mon; they slandered the mon that it was white. What's being emphasized in the fact that it was white over here, the Rebbe says, this is mainly our the Yenishol Torah within Rashi, is that since the Mon was white, since the man is completely a simple, doesn't have a color, colorless, similar to what Rashi tells us elsewhere, that Moshe Rabbeinu served in the seven days of preparing for the Mishkan, he was wearing bchaluk love on a white cloak, that is representing the idea of pshito, something very, very simple, something without any clear, direct definition, something that's not very tangible, something you can't touch and and feel in the same way. In other words, the mon was also in such a simple way and therefore doesn't cause a real pleasure and enjoyment. Therefore, the Yidden are complaining about the mon, even though, of course, it's not what they're actually complaining. They're not saying it was white. And that's why I said before, we can't say that this is the place is going to be called based on this word. But nevertheless, it's a general idea of causing opposition by the Yidden against the mon because it's something that they didn't really appreciate so much because of the lack of very physical substance that it had. And finally, Vachatseyrois Rashi explained, this is referring to the Machloikas of Koyrach. And again, Rashi says, why doesn't it just say the Machloikas of Koyrach, Va'adosoi, etc., why does it say the Machloikas of Koyrach? So the Rebbe explains here again, Rashi's telling us the same idea, that the Machloikas was only Koirach's Machloikas. It wasn't the Machloikas of Bnei Yisrael. Koirach convinced them, as Moshe Rabbeinu also says back in Parshish, Koirach, is it one man that sins and then you're going to get angry at all of the Yidin? Even though, yes, it's true, Koirach convinced all of them, but the bottom line is you can't, you can't blame the Yidin for this. In this way the Rebbe took All of the things that seem to be Moshe Rabbein is rebuking the Eden, and yet inside of each and every one of them finding the Limutzchus as well. The Rebbe now connects it to Tishabov. Parshas Dvarim, we always read the Shabbos before Tishabov or on Shabbos Tishabov itself. The Rebbe says this too is connected to this whole general idea. The whole idea of Bein HaMitzorim is that this is a time that's rebuking the Bnei Yisroel, a time that's saying negative things about the Bnei Yisroel. So Rashi teaches us at the beginning of this parsha that even within the rebuke, Hashem is so careful about the honor of Yidin, because the ultimate purpose of all the rebuke and all the descents of Golos is only for the aliyah, for the ascent, only to increase the honor of the Yidin. And therefore it's understood that even during the time of the Golos, even within the rebuke itself, is always noticeable the honor of the Yidin, as explained within the Rashi. One of the ideas that emphasizes the idea of the honor of the Yidden even within the Galus itself is like what it says in the beginning of Eicha. The pasuk says Eicha Yosheva Bodod. Simply, it means how is it possible that the Yidden are sitting alone by themselves? But here too, there is something positive about all of this. We know the pasuk that says Am Levadod The Yidden are a nation that sits alone, not counted amongst the nations. Yidden are not mixed with the nations as the Nazal tell us, that just like the oil doesn't mix with other liquids, it stands by itself, so to the Yidin, don't mix with the Goyim. And as a result of this mile, of this advantage in Eich Bother, the Yidin don't mix with the nations, we will be zoiched, that it will be revealed, the honor of the Yidin in a revealed way, the based on which is also hinted in this Pasek,